welcome to the Travel Coach Network podcast, your weekly dose of travel coach info, inspo, and news from around the globe. Tune in to each episode to hear inspiring stories of successful travel coaches who are building their lives and business around travel, all while exploring around the world. You'll also learn all about travel coaching, setting intentions for a trip, adding meaning to travel, and how you can grow your own travel coaching business. Because remember, there is more to a travel career than just blogging and bookings. Now, join me as we reshape how and why people travel. Before we get to today's episode, we have a quick, small ask for you. In a moment, could you pause this episode, go to your favorite podcast player, and leave a review for this podcast? Even if you leave five stars and no words, we so appreciate that effort. When you leave reviews for podcasts, that helps them get discovered by the right people. So that means a future aspiring travel coach could discover this podcast because of your review. We so, so appreciate you taking the time to do that. We'll give you a second to pause this episode and do that now if you can. You back? Okay, great. Let's get on with the show. Curious about travel coaching? Join Zahara Rose, the founder of the Travel Coach Network, on Thursday, November 10th at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a free Travel Coach 101 training. Zahara will be talking everything travel coaching, including how to incorporate it into your current role, what travel coaching is, and what makes travel coaching different from other jobs. She'll also share some very interesting travel industry trends and tips you can immediately implement into your own travel coaching business. Find the registration link for the webinar in the show notes. Welcome back to the Travel Coach Network podcast. It is I, Sahara Rose DeVore, the founder of the Travel Coach Network and then creator instructor of the Travel Coach Certification Program. Today I have Scott Kobayashi. He is a credit and travel coach. He and his wife started their credit card journey in 2015. As a married couple, they really enjoy traveling and going on adventures together. But living in Hawaii, the cost of living can be really a barrier to travel. And so they began their journey of research and discovering cheaper ways to travel. After getting financially educated, they earned their first flights for free within the first year. Ever since then, they have earned dozens of staycations for free in Hawaii and have gotten even more free flight. They've even accrued over 2.1 million reward points and redeems for over $65,000 in free travel. Scott, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so happy and excited to have you and to dive deeper into all of this. Thank you, Sahara. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. I'm a big fan. I appreciate all that you do. So thank you for having me. So many questions I have, but let's get started. And first, share with us, where did your love of travel even stem from? Great question. In high school, we had a class trip to China. And I've traveled with my family before that to the just California, Nevada, Las Vegas. And, um, and it was really fun. Great, precious family memories. But the first time I traveled outside of the country, it just blew my mind. Literally like walking on the Great Wall, experiencing what I read in the textbooks in real life. It just made me open my eyes and my heart to traveling the world. In my small bubble in Hawaii, like life is great. It's awesome. We live in paradise but there's so much of the world to discover through travel. And so that really piqued my interest and opened up my mind to the world of travel. I know that you also started traveling with your wife and that's what got kind of got you guys into learning more about how to travel free. What does travel mean to you and your family? Oh, it's, it's super important. Important uh, in the way that I grew up with my family. I have two other siblings, and we all would always go on trips every year. These are memories that I will never let go of. And so for me, part of my goal is to find a way to you know, pay for these travel expenses, right? It can get really expensive. 
And I want to have these memories with my kids. I have two kids right now. They're both under two years old. So life is crazy. We can't really fly that much right now, but I'm saving points. We're doing staycations often here in Hawaii. And we really want to just build great memories together. That's amazing. You mentioned how that you got you and your wife became financially educated on credit card and travel hack. How did you do that? What did you read? What did you research? What did that process look like for you? As you introduce, life in Hawaii is very expensive. So much expenses that are going up, inflation going on right now. For me, it really started just with a conversation with a friend. He showed me his first chase card and I was like, oh, what is this? And he's like, hey, you know, like I earned miles, like good miles using this credit card. And at the time I had this Sparkplay card and it was really good. It had a great sign-up bonus, but it really got me thinking it's more to it than just getting a good sign-up bonus or just getting one card, but there's a system, there's a strategy in what we do. And so that piqued my interest. After that, I'm just like everyone. I tried to search every YouTube video possible. I paid for courses so I could understand this game so much better. And that's what opened it. And now I'm like helping teach families in Hawaii and across the country how to leverage credit to travel for free. And like you shared earlier, it saved me over $60,000 and I have it all accounted for like, wow, I pay, you know, just annual fee for this card, but I earn so much more. I get so much back using these credit card points and miles. And so that's just kind of how I got into it. Now it's blessing me, but I'm trying to bless a whole bunch of people in Hawaii uh, with the same knowledge. One of my friends lives in Maui and I went to visit her one time. Luckily, I got to stay at her place because I realized just how expensive it is. And she's from Maui. She loves travel as well. And that's how we first got connected. But I learned through her just how, you know, difficult and pricey it can be just to get off of the island, just to go to the mainland and then fly wherever your destination is. And so I cannot imagine, I think uh, those in the States on the mainland really take for granted some of the the cheap flights that they can find. You mentioned that Barclays, that's a card that I use now. I am by no means a credit card travel hack type of person. I have flown on, gotten some free flights, very cheap flight for, with my miles. But I remember when I started traveling in 2010, I had no concept of that. I had no idea. But then as I was traveling, I had met some people who did do that. I said, well, how'd you get to travel so much? And he, I remember one guy in particular told me about using credit card points. And I remember thinking like, I wish I had learned about this a lot sooner because who knows how many points I completely missed out on and how many free flights. I was a budget traveler. If I can get free flights. Yeah, totally. Yeah, please. I know that you mentioned that you and your wife, after getting financially educated on all of this, you actually got your first free flights within the first year. How did you make that happen? Big part of the credit card game and the strategy is getting the sign up bonuses. And so we like to teach people creative ways to reach that spend. You know, oftentimes some of the bigger cards have like a $5,000 minimum spend in three months. And that's a lot. That's out of budget, really. And so we just try to teach ways to kind of accelerate that so that you can kind of move money forward, maybe buy some Costco gift cards, some grocery gift cards, just to reach that spend and get that chunk. It's so important to get that sign of bonus. I mean, 100,000 points coming your way. You got to get that. What we teach at the Credit Hacker, one of the main fundamental laws or rules is you must pay everything on time and in full. It doesn't make sense if you're having outstanding debt, the banks are taking advantage of you, they're making interest off you. That's not credit hacking, that's just losing, okay? And I just think we try to teach people, hey, try to take advantage of your credit cards, pay everything in full, and then you can return all these points. And that's how we got our first trips immediately, just by reaching the sign-up bonuses in the first three months. And that's so key to what we teach. 
Yeah, I've seen so many really good offers, especially like mm-hmm. when I'm on flights up too. We talked about just how pricey uh, Hawaii can be. My my cousin yeah. also, he works in the the Navy in Waikiki. When I took my mom nice. there to go visit him one time, he's been there for over 20 something years. We stayed in hostels because just the prices themselves oh, are yeah. still really Ooh. expensive. But you said that you and your wife have taken a lot of staycations in Hawaii and gotten, you know, really great deals or for free. What did, how did you make that happen? We use the correct type of points for certain hotels. I like to find the the intersection between high quality and price effective. And so I have a list of hotels that I kind of keep watch for because I know they're high quality, but sometimes they take a dip in price. For us, we love the Hyatt's. Hyatt's are a great brand of hotels. There's three on Oahu and they always uh, pro- they always bring value. And with our chase points, we can get them fairly cheap. Sometimes like 12,000 points, maybe 15,000 points, but it's a really good return on investment. In the points game, we have this acronym called CPP, that's cost per point. And we really try to see how much value we're getting when we redeem our points at that time. And usually Hyatt points can be worth 1.5 cents all the way up to three and a half cents, four cents, depending on what's available. And so we just have an eye out for certain hotels. I think next month, well, we're working on a, a sign-up bonus currently. And Marriott just had this amazing promo where if you reach the sign-up bonuses, you get five free nights and each night valued up to 50,000 Marriott points. So essentially it's 250,000 Marriott points from just meeting the sign-up bonus, which is uh, with sign-up spend, which is spend 5,000 in three months and you'll get 250,000 point value, the five free nights. That's where we're going to go next. We're going to go to one of the Marriott's in Waikiki and then spend the other half on Colina on the West side. And um, it's a staycation. And essentially out-of-pocket expense is only the annual fee, which is $95. So five free nights at a Marriott, $95. Sounds like a good deal. So yeah, that, tell me about it. How long has it taken you guys to accrue over 2.1 million reward points? That's a lot. Yeah, um, it's taken, yeah, from 2015, it's just, you know, we haven't been earning a whole bunch of points all the time, but just slow and steady. So maybe about six, seven years total. The way I teach our clients is just to, just to build a long-term system to really partner with your everyday spend. On one end, like, yes, I sometimes do things to accelerate point earning. Maybe if it's just doing tricks and hacks for that. But I really teach my clients to just say, hey, okay, find what your normal everyday spend is, your business expenses, find the right credit card that produces the most ROI and just do it. And most families here with just their normal everyday budget without going over and beyond, they can earn 100, 150,000 points, 200, 300,000 points a year just by buying groceries, going to the supermarket, restaurants, all that stuff, it adds up. Yeah, I mean, it definitely can add up. Just living, we are spending money all the time. So why not Mm -hmm. use it in a way that's going to benefit you in the world of travel too, right? And that's what often people don't think about. Is there a a deal or an offer or a flight or a vacation in particular that was one of your biggest wins that you got Oh, this was probably the, it's sad because it's not there anymore because of COVID. But my wife and I, we got to, in 2019, we got to go to Japan. Flight from Hawaii to Japan is about seven, seven and a half hours. Uh, Japan's a huge destination for people from Hawaii. And I think those tickets round trip in first class are normally about four, four and a half thousand dollars. We paid 70,000 points round trip from Hawaii to Japan in first class. And it was uh, for me, I think it was one of the best trips we ever took because it was such a great deal. We we stayed in the lounges. We got just great service on the airplane. And for 70,000 points, 
some sign-up bonuses, you can make more than that. The, the price has changed because of COVID, but there's a lot more sweet spot. That same airlines that we use uh, for that spot, I think it's 50K for first class one way to Europe from the West Coast. So still great value right there. Yeah. But that, that was for me, one of our best redemptions in value and a and, and great trip that we took. We, we took that trip before we had the kid and we just got to spend really quality time traveling together. Yeah, what people don't realize is that you can really get some amazing flights. I know for myself, when I started actually like caring about uh, travel points and using my travel credit card, I remember I got a flight because a lot of the flights, you just pay the the tack on it. Mm -hmm. And so I remember getting a flight from Chicago to Argentina for like $15. And then I got a flight from Peru to back to Chicago for like $25 first class, $25 first class. It was crazy. I was like, this is nothing. I always tried to save my points for like the long hauls, like the really expensive, because those flights are to go from the States to Argentina is expensive. People don't realize like what you can get if you, if you follow all this. And that's why I love having you on here to share some of those, those tips and some advice. You call yourself a credit and travel coach. What made you go from just being a credit travel hacker yourself to wanting to help others? I guess a simple way to put it is like our life, my life and my family have just been so blessed. We've just been really faithful and committed people. At a certain point, you just come to realize like, man, like we're okay. You know, like on one end, and I have a business as well. Like you could keep earning and doing your business, which is totally great. You know, there's more than life than just making a lot of money. There's more than life than even just traveling. And for me, I live by the virtue and the hope that I can help other people. And so for, for us and our family, we have a great life. I mean, we're very blessed financially, relationally, all the above. But we want to, at a certain point, you have to make a decision. Okay, we're good. We're going to continue to be okay. Like we're, our needs are taken care of. But what about our neighbors? What about the people of Hawaii? You know, what about those people that aren't taken care of, you know, or don't have that generational line of blessing? What can you do? And for us, we really feel that conviction to really focus on the families of Hawaii. I know a lot of a lot of my friends are okay. You know, they've been provided, they have great jobs, but there's so many more families here that need help, you know, whether it's financially, relationally, spiritually, motivationally, whatever it is, we really feel like that's what pivoted to just, okay, I'm going to earn points for myself. Like that's cool and all, but you know, there's more purpose in meeting to helping other people. And that's why we've just really focused a lot of our services to just help people, help people get educated. And it goes beyond travel and points. It's about budgeting. It's about buying a house in Hawaii. Like that's a great way of generational wealth, all the above financial literacy. And I think travel hacking and credit hacking is a way to just kind of, it's like icing on the cake. It's like you save up for the most important thing, but also you can earn points on the side, a different type of currency while you're doing all these things and it can support your travel. And so I really, I can just envision just families that are just struggling from day to day, save up all these points to go on a dream trip. And then the father's like, oh man, like it was all paid by points. And I just use financial literacy and discipline to achieve that. So that's my heart. That's our family's heart. We really believe that. My wife and I are on the same page on that. And that's why we are really focusing a lot and just helping people, creating free content, talking with people, consulting people. And um, that's where we're at today. I, I agree with you on that. How do I put this into words? Like, I feel like when you are blessed with so many things, like you mentioned, it's 
never a bad idea to see how you can expand that into others. And that's really why I started the Travel Coach Network. When I started my travel wow. wellness travel coaching business, I created that because I was like, there's a whole world of travelers out there who know things that I don't know. And there's a whole world of, of travelers who are looking mm -hmm. for the answers to questions that I don't yeah. know and I can't answer. So building that bridge. But and I think businesses like that, or I know businesses like that, when they're built from the heart and they're yeah. established with core values that have true purpose and meaning, those really are the most successful. And like, not always about finances and to equal success, but it longevity, heart, you wake up doing yeah. what you love every single day. So yep. it really makes a huge difference in business. And I hope everyone who has a business of no matter what kind it is, it has mm -hmm. to from the heart first, right? It's going to keep- I totally going. agree. Yeah. How, what, do, what does coaching look like in your business? What does a coaching methods look like working with your clients? Yeah. And obviously I'm so new to this coaching industry, right? And obviously it, it's about managing first time because coaching really does take time. You know, I have a free PDF, which helps kind of streamline like the one-on-one -on -one coaching. But if people want more, I really ask them just kind of, I envision with them. What do you see for you and your family? Where do you guys want to go in the next five years? What kind of hotels you want to stay at? And I just ask these questions. It's more so just me listening to them. What kind of travel do they like? Do they want to save up for like really cheap hotels or do they want to stay at someplace luxurious, you know? And just listen first. And then I just kind of, in my mind, have like a template like, okay, like I think I know what strategy will be best for you. Ask them some more questions. Okay, like what is your normal everyday spend look like? What's your kind of your budget? What's your budget for annual fees per year? And then we just kind of all put piece it together and I give them a strategy. And there's a lot of great strategies out there. The one I teach the most is the chase one um, because it's the easiest and it's the most easiest to use. And uh, But there are way more other strategies. And what I mean strategies, it's a collection of cards working together to earn points quickly and redeem them to the right transfer partners. And so at first listen, I think, I feel what's going on. And then I just implement different strategies that will best suit them for their travel. Yeah, because that's really the the foundation of coaching in the first place is asking the right questions. A difference between coaching and advising or consulting is you're not telling people what they're they're looking for. You're just asking the right mm -hmm. question, pull those answers from within them, right? And making them think outside the box or look, having them think beyond of what they could think is possible for themselves too. So it's really embodied by, by a coach. And I can sense that you do that with your clients. Can you share two, do you have two of your best tips for those who are thinking about learning about this and where to get started or what to do? I have that free PDF. Mm -hmm. uh, you can attach that link there. It just gets you, it helps create a overall view of how to do this. So uh, one tip is don't just chase the sign-up bonuses. So often we see big numbers, 80,000, 100,000, 120,000. Oh my gosh. But really all points are not created the same. They have different values. And so this PDF will help you see that like, okay, like some points are worth more than others, you know? And I would say that's my first tip off the top of my head. Like, hey, don't chase the sign-up bonuses. Really create a strategy. And first, where do you want to go and how often, you know, like think down the road first and then work back to, okay, which credit cards best suit my needs. And I would say that would be one tip that I would give is, yeah, don't chase the, the sign-up bonuses. This is just a newer tip. And whether it is through coaching or paying for award software, it does save you a lot of time. I think that's the benefit of being connected with a group or a network. Finding award flights can take sometimes hours, you know, and, and uh, you're just finding, okay, I want to get the most value for my points. So that's why I have a client network. If you are a client of mine, I will help you. I, I invested in some of the software so I can do it for you. 
you don't want to be part of a network or a group, you can just go find a, a software that can help streamline and accelerate the award flight uh, search for you. So I would say those are my two tips. Um, don't chase the sign-up bonuses and really invest into some software or invest into a group that will bring value to you in your flights. Those are really great tips. And I'm going to link that PDF that you mentioned in the show notes for everyone. Nice. As we wrap up here, two last things. Is there a fun fact about yourself? doesn't have to be business or travel related that you could share with our listeners. A fun, sad fact is, well, I grew up in Hawaii my whole life, surrounded by some of the most beautiful beaches in the world, but I can't swim. <laughs> oh, really? I go in the water. I do my best. Like, I love the beaches. I love the water. I sometimes go into deep water when we go like cliff jumping, but I just suck at swimming. I'm the guy that's just like literally trying to doggy paddle just to survive. But it doesn't stop me from going to the water or whatnot. Yeah. And I guess a side note, I have grown up here my whole life. I go to the beach like often, but I have never surfed in my whole life. I know, That's sad, <laughs> fun fact. I'm surrounded by people that surf all the time. I'm just, oh, yeah. because, I can't, because I can't swim good. I don't surf. So that's a fun, sad fact about me. <laughs> Living in the beautiful, most beautiful place in the world, it's not a surfer, not a swimmer. My first thought is you were going to say that you couldn't surf. I can't surf either, but I know Hawaii is <laughs> such a hot spot for surfing. That's okay. Not everyone is a great swimmer. <laughs> the water, the beach, just being able to be at the beach and take in like beauty oh, and everything beautiful. that it can provide you with. That's good enough, right? Can you share with our listeners where can they learn more about you, follow you? Yeah, best place to interact with me is on Instagram. Uh, my username is the credit hacker. And uh, if you have any questions or follow-ups, just DM me. If you're in Hawaii and looking for a good place to hang out or go to hotels, just DM me. I'll make the time to just connect with you. Totally here to just help people. I do have a website if you want some other free resources and it's thecreditcardhacker.com. But you can find that also on my Instagram page. So mostly everything's run through Instagram. But yeah, that's the best way you can reach out to me. Perfect. And again, I'm going to link all of that in the show notes. Scott, I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. It was so inspiring and informational, formative, informational. I'm not sure if that's a word, but I want to thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you have a great day and your podcast is awesome. I love that idea that you're just bringing to bit, together all these influencers, travel guys, and just making this available to everyone. So awesome. So thank oh, you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you for agreeing to come. And if anyone is interested in following the Travel Coach Network, we are on Instagram at the Travel Coach Network. Visit us at thetravelcoachnetwork.com. Give us a hello. Come join us in our free Travel Coach Network global community on Facebook. The link for all of that and for your free beginner's guide to travel coaching is in the show notes, along with all of Scott's links. If you know anyone interested in travel coaching, be sure to send them our way on our podcast. We truly appreciate it. And until next time, my fellow wanderers, bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Travel Coach Network podcast. If you're brand new to the world of travel coaching, you must grab our free beginner's guide to travel coaching in the show notes. Then come share your takeaway from this episode in the Travel Coach Network global community. It's our free Facebook group for aspiring and thriving travel coaches. See you there.